I will kind of start with a brief introduction to my work and the work that I have been compiling over a series of years and a series of years of training of introspection of what have you okay so as a lot of people know i am not technically an astrologer in that i do not believe in the vulgar aspects of uh, astrological interpretation um i tend not to follow horary astrology as much as some other people might um and i do generally reflect within the planetary astrology much more that is much more conducive to thought with me just because of the historical implications of um you know the uh planets and what i can say about the planets and uh their connection with jungian astrology with greek mythology and the mythology of prototypes is that a lot of the discourse that is embalmed within um gods and planets is expressed by the human psyche that theater that drama is what drives a lot of early astrological projections of the world and you know there's no denying that horary astrology might help in other aspects but my aspects deal with um spirituality the divine the outside of oneself outside of just kind of uh, isolating an event and isolating something along those lines a lot of what my astrology kind of borders on is based on the notions of karma and it's not necessarily uh how we express it it's not necessarily how um karma is expressed in the western sense it is not necessarily something that happens um like it's it's not the idiom that people confuse it for it is not when people kind of have some sort of backbiting and it kind of comes back to them and you can say haha oh this was karma this was some sort of karmic event that happened against them that is not karma that is uh, simply something else and that is something else that needs to be covered in some other volume now where my astrology comes in is that i kind of take into account the the burgeoning self i take into account the multiplicity of the self the self that we envision in the earthly bounds the self that we envision in the divine drama the self that we envision in energies the self that we we envision materially and a lot of that is reflected in the type of astrology that i like to do and how i take these planets to be inflections of the self rather than you know the houses because the houses really explain life and the path of life to a lot of people where i explain the path of self and the path of self and the path of action um 
And the reason why I do this is because I feel like the path of life is just too fatalistic for um, any sort of extrapolation. I can't be fatalistic in my work because I just feel like it puts my patients into a box. It puts my, um, my, uh, I forgot the word for it. It's not consultants. It's not consultees. Uh, I hate the English language sometimes. My, um, the people that I'm in, conversation with about their lives into some sort of calculus and that is not what I aim to do with uh, the confines of where this goes. So to kind of start in our journey of um, expression and how we are supposed to kind of take and take from some inflection of self and we are supposed to find um, the self through some sort of rumination on where we are at Um, and how I kind of expand that is that the sun is the gross self it is the self that is just most expressed and it is the self that we kind of envision in the same way as Apollo does, you know, like radiating energy, emanating energy. And that's one of the aspects of, you know, um, Gnosticism that we never talk about is the aspect of self via um, this delivery of this specific um, system that exists. Now, in further inflections I find that the moon becomes not just the emotional self but the radiated self it is the reservoir of our action it is the reservoir of what other people do to us and how we internally react to that and I I know a lot of people will say you know that also has a lot of um mixture with Mars because Mars also does that Mars is much more of the subtle the the sexual the um uh the the seething energy that we have necessarily and I I kind of classify Mars as the Kundalini energy you know the energy within the um within the spine that's associated with the goddess but like that's not necessarily what I assign to um, the moon for my own experience as a Capricorn moon I've always seen that as a Capricorn response to my stimuli and that is what makes my um my sun and my moon different because yes I do have a sun mandated response to a lot of stuff that happens but a lot of the uh, grosser details of stuff that happens is much more um, sunlight or it's much more mercurial sometimes. Mercurial, uh, Mercury, I'm sorry, comes out in better detail in settings of debate. And I usually identify Mercury as something that kind of sets you up for whatever type of communicative role that you want to go into. I have a very good um, conjunction in my Mercury and my Sun, so you can tell that even with the little hiccups that I have here and there. I'm still a pretty good orator. 
um, especially because I am kind of taking this out of my mind right now. There's nobody else in this room except for me. I don't even have notes for this, so I'm going off record, kind of um, really just explaining some of these initial things for you guys. Um, and this podcast is like 10 minutes, so just kind of explaining where I come from. Now, I had some experiences when I was kind of classifying Venus as the loving self, and, you know, my problem with that is that love is not one-sided. We tend to think of it as, like, this um, ununanimously positive thing when whenever we see, like, for example, I know a lot of um, chart readers see conjunctions and opposites and um, um, trines as, like, really good things. I don't. I see them as easy energy. And the reason why I say that is because I don't believe that squares make you bad. So a lot of, again, this also comes back to kind of like my idiosyncratic ideas, or perhaps not. They're they're perhaps not idiosyncratic. I've not seen them in the use of pop astrology too much, but I have seen a lot of people kind of say like, oh, if you have a square between Leo and Taurus, oh, it's bad, but... My square between my Leo and um, Taurus actually helps me resolve a lot of the issues in my life. Um, I can kind of funnel that energy into thinking critically about the time that's about to happen. And the same is true of retrogrades. Retrogrades are not necessarily bad. They happen just so fucking much that you can't say they're bad. They're they're a part of your, pretty much, they're going to be a part of your life for a long time. I would embrace it. I would take that energy and kind of embrace it. So I'm almost at the end line. And if you guys had difficulty kind of going through just what was happening in the background, I'm so sorry. It's just I'm using a new mic and this mic is pretty good. And my mic so far on my phone and whatever are just completely bad. So this is an improvement either way. And I know you guys are probably like, oh, he's spitting on my face or whatever. I would just say, like, just a TLDR from where I'm coming from. I have a very planetary focus. I have a focus on divine actors. I have a focus on Jungian astrology per those divine actors. Because I do believe in that uh, Jungian astrology, divine, uh, kind of codify some sort of human experience. And kind of like a introduction to some more of my work um, before an introduction to some more of my work and, you know, actually doing the work, I kind of want to instate that this is an endeavor that is kind of fueled by my own conceptions of astrology which focus on the self and focus on the karmic path that people people take rather than kind of codifying uh, parts of people's lives i find that completely irrelevant i find that fatalistic and i find that just a little bit weird you know i personally don't know what issues you had i want to give you the best tools that i can so that you can make a good choices while not barring you from having bad experiences, like, as I said, trines and 
uh, squares and stuff and retrogrades because that's just a part of human life. I can't um, kind of cushion human life for you, but what I can do is provide you for a toolkit and understanding for those times of distress that can kind of help further yourself or you know transform yourself so that is what i do thank you so much for kind of tuning into my first kind of rough sketchy podcast and i will be updating pretty much these like these 10 minute podcasts um every so um every here and then but thank you so much and i will be kind of uh, using this mic also to do some fun things with my pens and I have a, for anybody that doesn't know I have a shitload of pens and I have nothing to do with them so I'm gonna start a YouTube channel with them <laughs> okay thank you guys so much and I would love to um see what's happening see what's up with you guys so send me any questions that you would love to have answered on my next podcast and hopefully I will get to them because um, I will be mostly doing Instagram stuff but uh, kind of transitioning into like a podcast like a whole site Um, but that transition is going to be slow I want to take it slow I want to build up a base and to do that it will take some time so thank you so much and I will see you guys next time